0: You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've joined us. You're probably busy this time of year getting your kids ready for school, and since 2005, public school parents are supposed to have until after Labor Day to get that done. But more and more districts are getting waivers to that requirement and opening their doors early. So how weak is that law at this point, and why do we even have it? Our guest is Chad Livengood, senior editor at Cranes Detroit Business, and uh, we want to talk about why kids are in school already. And, of course, we want to hear from you as well. Are your kids back to school already this week? Are they going next week? Are they going sometime before Labor Day? Is that something that you think is a good idea? Do you think they need to be in school maybe a little longer than uh, normal? Or did you think that the law passed in 2005 that said, we're going to wait until after Labor Day to open the doors to school was a good one, and that we ought to be abiding more by it. As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, uh, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. Also, Chad has a piece in Cranes about this today, titled, Is It Time to Send Michigan's Post-Labor Day School Start Law on a Permanent Vacation? Chad, uh, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, uh, what was the point of this law in the first place? Uh, most states don't require schools to wait until after Labor Day. How can we do it here? Well, we're one of three states that have a law
1: like this on the books, and it was it was passed in the name of trying to boost tourism, to allow uh, families to go vacation in late August or even into Labor Day weekend, uh, for one last hurrah up north, um, or and and particularly because when you had schools start this week or even um, uh, in in the final week in August but people would stop having vacations after, after that, you know, mid August, August 15th was like the end of, of the summer season for a lot of, of, uh, of hotels and, and up North attractions. And so they would, they would be resigned to basically seniors and, and other um, people without children, uh, empty nesters. Um, and so th- this law was passed kind of during, um, the, 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 downturn of, of the state, uh, when we were in a single state recession and they were looking for ways to try to boost tourism, um, and so th- this law went on the books, and it had, in, in the first couple of years, it actually had a pretty good boost uh, initially to uh, the uh, to the state's uh, tourism industry and the number of hotel stays. And then, of course, the Great Recession came along and, and kind of wiped everything out, and people weren't vacationing nearly as often, um, and it took many years to build back up. And then along the way, uh, the legislature and all the things they sort of tinker with 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 public education— they tinkered with the um, the number of days you had to be in school. It used to be 1,056 hours. Then they changed it to 180 days. Mm-hmm. And when they went to 180 days, um, some school districts, because of snow days and just sort of flexible uh, scheduling and other type of academic priorities, uh, said, we can't do it. Uh, you know, We can't keep the schedule starting after Labor Day and expect to be out before the third week in June. So we want um, we want uh, some flexibility, and this law left a little um, uh, language that said that the state superintendent of public instruction could could grant waivers um, if if a district could make a case. And so, uh, they started making granting these waivers uh, about five or six years ago. There was 66 districts that had them in 2014. This year, there were 196 districts that have waivers of record. And within that, Stephen, there's 47 intermediate school districts uh, that have what is known as sort of blanket waivers. So um the the state doesn't even actually know how many schools are opting out, uh, mm. which I've kind of found kind of odd. But um, <laughs> um but but there's all these ISDs out there that have gotten waivers for all of their schools so they can cover I mean we're talking about two thirds of the state now has some type of waiver or two thirds of the counties. And so um I just kind of wrote this piece kind of raising the question, why why is this law still in the books if if we're it's becoming essentially irrelevant if you can just get a waiver um, so you can have what's known as a balanced calendar, um, which is um, more of a year-round school approach that has leaves about a six-week gap the last week in June all the way to the first week in, in August uh, for, for summer vacations but it's really meant to try to uh, stave off uh, education loss uh, kids lose a lot of 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 information and <clears throat> and skill sets uh, and especially particularly in the younger uh, elementary years um, between it, when they have these you know 10 11 12 week summers um, and there's quite pl- plenty of research behind that um, and so School districts uh, around not just in Michigan but around the country have been adopting these balanced calendars. Um, I, I noticed so in the beginning of August uh, Governor Whitmer was at was at an elementary school. Uh, on the fifth of August in Holt, uh, some suburban Lansing, and uh, they're they're one of these districts that has done this. Flint has adopted a um a balanced calendar. Um, and it's really uh, an academic measure. Um, and and it, there's a lot of debate within the um, uh, education community about this. Uh, at the same time, some schools, because of the push from, Lansing um, have have adopted dual enrollment programs um, and those dual enrollment programs for high schools students who take uh, community college uh, classes to get college credit. They have to start this week or next week uh, in August, uh, and so the district then has moving its entire calendar around to try to get kids into these college, these early college programs as well. And so um, we've we've made a bunch of policies that have kind of whittled away at this policy that was really sort of mostly designed uh, for tourism, and and so there's kind of a great debate here about whether we, we should be, um, you know, building our education, you know, uh, planning and, <laughs> and 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 our school system around the tourism uh, industry or around uh, the education
0: of children. Yeah. Uh, so is it possible that we'll see this law get amended or just taken off the books altogether? I mean, are legislators talking about the number of districts who've decided that they just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah,
1: there's a representative uh, Pamela Hornberger from uh, uh, from Chesterfield Township. She has a bill. She's the chair of the uh, House Education Committee. She has a bill to get rid of the law completely. She's a former teacher, which is kind of rare among uh, Republican ranks in the legislature, and and she she basically takes the position: let educators decide this what what's best for their school district, and it may it may vary. I mean we have a we have a, um, we have a, a school system. Uh, we've always had a school year that started basically late August till 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 you know Memorial Day or something along those lines, and it was built around an agrarian uh, calendar. It was built for uh, a time when when children were, were helping take in the crops, uh, and and that. It you know does not exist very often. I mean, there aren't aren't a lot of kids in Berrien County uh, picking tomatoes uh, in 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 late August uh, anymore. And 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 so it's kind of a question about what's 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 suitable for the times. At the same time, we have also um, some of the worst test scores in the nation. Mm-hmm. I mean, increasingly, our education system as a whole is uh, is well underperforming the national average on on many uh, uh metrics and so um policymakers are looking at this business leaders are looking at this and wondering okay what do we need to do to uh, improve um, uh, learning outcomes and we have a test system um, where we take we 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 get kids in the in the class on the second Tuesday and or the first Tuesday in, in September and then by the first Monday in October we're testing them um and we're using those test scores to hold ourselves up against the rest of the nation um, and there's some that are wondering okay basically you've created a system where teachers have to go in and and push uh, all kinds of remediation, uh, learning on kids within for the first couple weeks of school in order to prep them for the test that basically decides merit pay and and, and a whole host of other um, policy issues that, that are all intertwined or mandates that have come down from Lansing. So that's why people in the education community are kind of asking for, hey, can we just... Can we just uh, decide this on our own, please?
0: (laughs) My guest is Chad Livengood, Senior Editor at Cranes Detroit Business. We're talking about the state law passed in 2005 that says public schools should not open their doors in Michigan until after Labor Day. Of course, now we're seeing lots of school districts get around that law with waivers. Are you somebody whose kids are off to school this week for the first time? Were they in school last week? Uh, Are they going next week or the week after before Labor Day? Tell us what you think about that. Uh, Do you think that uh, it makes sense to start school before Labor Day? Or do you think that it made sense in 2005 to pass a law that said, look, uh, let's give people that extra couple weeks of vacation. Let's help out the tourism industry by giving people those opportunities to go up north or do other kinds of uh, recreational things here in Michigan. Uh, and you think that uh, schools should not be moving around that law. As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. Call and tell us, are your kids off to school early this year and are you a little uh, annoyed by that, irritated by that, or are you elated that they're going early? Uh, also, give, tell us if you think the legislature ought to get rid of this law that uh, now so many districts are just kind of ignoring. Uh, you can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. Uh, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Chad, what is the tourism industry saying about this? I mean, the law was passed to their benefit in 2005. Now everybody's getting around it. Uh, That means money out of their pockets, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, so just a little bit of um, data here for you. The hotel occupancy rate in August of 2005 uh, statewide was 66%. Um, In 2007, the first full year, this was on the books. Um, it, it rose to sixty eight point five percent. Then it took a took a dive in the in the Great Recession. But now, last August, the 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 occupancy rate at hotels across the state was seventy five point five percent. And there's been some actually some study done by the Anderson Economic Group that that found that. 40 percent of the of the additional hotel stays uh, in that first year went to southeast Michigan. Um, and so it's not just it, it, the assumption that this is all for Traverse City um, and Mackinac Island and Grand Haven uh, is not correct. And there was there was some effect. Now, that also could be could be chalked up to the fact that this is the best economic times we've had in 20 years, um, and uh, you know low, low record low unemployment, and which is almost at a 50-year low, um, and so you you have a whole host of different factors that that may be also playing into the fact that people are traveling more. Uh, gas is obviously uh, you know pretty low and mm-hmm. compared to where where it was. Uh, um, you know, a decade ago, during the Great Recession, um, at the same time, uh, the hotel industry and some of the tourism ministry is changing its uh, marketing campaign uh, as they've basically have come to grips with the reality that there are more and more districts opting out. Or any district that wants to make an academic case to opt out can opt out of the law. And so, at the Traverse City Tourism Bureau and also the Pure Michigan campaign they have they have realigned their advertising marketing for late august early september to try to f- focus on millennials without children or maybe millennials with babies uh, or um, or singles or, or empty nesters. This weekend, there's going to be an Ironman uh, race up in Traverse City, which tracks a bunch of people with pretty good wealth from around the country. It's it, They scheduled it specifically for this weekend because they knew there was going to be just a downturn in, in the number of, of, of families coming to Traverse City. So they wanted to try to bring in uh, different people uh, from around the country uh, in order to you know populate the bars and, and hotels up there.
0: Yeah um if the legislature goes back and tries to undo this do you think the tourism industry would uh, would push back and try to lobby to to stop that from happening
1: i, I would i would uh, definitely assume that would be the case i mean they they um they have already um Fought for it, uh, and they've they fought to keep it. There've been efforts to try to repeal it, and not just the tourism industry. The Michigan Chamber of Commerce has been a leading voice in backing up um, some of its big members in the tourism industry that want this, um, and and so we, you know those those voices are pretty strong in Lansing, uh, and and they've they, they've been, they've been able to keep keep a lock on this. At the same time, um, you, you know with term limits, we talk about term limits all the time as they're. Uh, a bad thing uh, and such but there, you know one thing it uh, does is it brings fresh perspective to Lansing and there's not a single person in the legislature that voted for this um Anymore, they are right? they, they, they have all turned over <laughs> um there may be well I got uh, there may be one or two but there is not many uh, and the, the only person who who did vote against it that's currently in Lansing that I'm aware of is governor Gretchen Whitmer hmm. um, when she was a member of the house uh, she voted against it. I talked to her about it for the story and she said that she was appalled at the idea that that they were setting a school year based on what was best for one industry. <laughs> um, and and so she's totally wants to get rid of this. Um, and, you know, if there's if you got Republicans like Pam Hornberger from Macomb County who who uh, go around and she's got credibility as a, as a former teacher and can go around and tell. Tell members why they ought to vote against it, or try to get the speaker to put it up for a vote. You know, things happen in, in Lansing, um, and particularly because people aren't necessarily married to the law. Nobody there passed the, uh, you know, help help law the law. Nobody voted for it, um, and nobody is um, is is necessarily loyal to it.
0: Hmm. Okay, Chad Liven, senior editor at Cranes Detroit Business. It's really great to have you here with us this morning on Detroit Today. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Yeah. All right, up next, we are going to have Opposite Monday with Republican State Senator Pete Lucido. We will talk about a number of things, including this school uh, start law that revolves around Labor Day. We'll ask him about Macomb County and Oakland after L. Brooks Patterson's death, and we'll ask him about an open congress seat that he might be interested in. Stay with us on Detroit today.